Seltzer Kings podcasts. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, having fun with privacy settings, we meet the greatest rock band you've never heard of, and when your mother-in-law ruins the mood. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. Help me out, almighty Lori Beth Denberg. Give me that vital information so I get the red lights. Who do yeah? The church of Lori Beth is in session, and we're reading from the scriptures of vital information. Talk to my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. Oh my goddess and my savior, my LBT. Just tell me what's going on with me. This is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm feeling okay, Clark. Yeah, you feeling good today? I'm feeling a little good, as Clark already knows, although he's asking me coyly. (laughs) I took a little break. I took a little uh, siesta. Yeah. I booked a cheap hotel room because I'm sleazy. (laughs) Uh, I just needed to... uh, Disconnect for a little bit and sleep. Yeah. Every once in a while, Clark, yeah. you know this, yeah. but every once in a while, everyone else. Yes. I set aside 24 hours to sleep. Yeah, that's right. Doesn't seem like humanly possible. And I do wake <laughs> up maybe a couple times, but I'll say, okay, I'm going to bed Tuesday night. And the next thing I'm responsible for is until Thursday. Wow. And I just sleep and I'm not talking and I'm not smoking and I'm not on my feet and I'm not, I'm not nowhere, man. So I did that. I drove out just somewhere pretty local. Nice. um, To Los Angeles. Yeah, of course. And just checked into this little, you know, all I wanted was air conditioning and a bed. Right. And, you know, non-bed bug, (laughs) non-rapey preferred. Yeah, exactly. And just turned, because as you know, if you've listened to this podcast, my father is 76 years old and never warm. And for it to be cool enough in our house for me to be able to sleep, he would freeze to death. (laughs) He would freeze to death. And I'm not willing to be part of that investigation. (laughs) So I just got like some cheapy hotel room, drove out, brought some dinner with me. Yeah, I was going to say, do you eat? I Well, I did bring some food, my little hotel room, which actually your wife, Karen, helped me book. Yes, she did. She's a whiz bang. (laughs) Uh, It had a microwave and a little fridge. Okay. So I brought um, some snacks. Okay. I brought something to eat for Tuesday night and, you know, 
just had a ball. Do you need any medication? Do you need any like NyQuil or anything? <laughs> no, I no? just need to be exhausted. Wow, and that's luckily, impressive. That I'm really good at sleeping. The thing that makes me feel the worst yeah. is when someone says to me, I woke up at three this morning, I couldn't get back to sleep. And I'm <laughs> like, why? You know, whenever, when somebody says, when I'm up, I'm up. I just feel so bad for them. Because yeah. I am the best at going back to sleep. That's amazing. And I do wake up, you know, it's not like 24 hours straight. Right, I right. woke up, I wake up to pee. Sure. I, if I do get something worthwhile, you know, if my dad were to call and say, I fell down. Right. Uh, or, you know, something crazy like that. Right. I would get you up check and attend for emergencies. to it. Yeah. The last time actually I did this, yeah. that happened. Yeah. Because... I was sleeping. I was at home. It wasn't quite so hot. Okay. And my dad calls me. And of course, I'm like, oh, but then I, and then he goes, can you help me? And I go, OK, I'll be right there. And he felt really bad. He oh. was in the he was in the in the washing machine, in the garage, like kind of leaning over the washing machine. And okay. I'm like, what are you trying to do? He says, can you get my glasses? They're under the wheel of your car. What? Yeah, I didn't understand either. I'm what? like, did I drive over them? So he had gone out to put something in the trash barrel okay. and fallen down. Oh, no. And his glasses went under my car. He's leaning over the washing machine. Then I see that his hand is bleeding. Oh, no. And he's just like, I'm really sorry. I'm like, no, Dad, you did great. Yeah. This is the exact thing to wake me up for. <laughs> This is awesome. And, you know, he cleaned up his right, hand and all that kind of stuff. Of so, and, yeah. so, I, you know, I do have some priorities still, <laughs> even when I'm going for the 24-hour sleep. But so it was pretty good. And I actually, you know, just woke up and drove straight here. Right. Whenever I wake up from somewhere, I drive straight to Clark's house. Well, I was also, you, you had to, this must have been a really special sleep at uh sleep for a day day yeah because you just got off a very exhausting secret shoot yes that I, your body is still just trying to wake up from and yes. get get back to normal i am limping through life yeah so and that must have helped a lot too exactly exactly that's I great was, it was quite nice. Yeah. It was quite nice. So, I might I might extend it to a, a week of sleep. Yeah, I was gonna say, now that you finished it, you're done. Is it was it good enough? Did it work or do you just want more now? I always want more. There's <laughs> there's no such thing as enough. But um, you know, I gotta I gotta get back up and yeah. uh do the things I need to do like yeah. this podcast. That's right. And you have other exciting things coming up too, don't you? I do. OMG. Yeah. I want to let everyone out there know that I have been like really missing you guys, missing the fans, yep. missing meeting people. So I'm going to do a virtual con. <laughs> I don't know why I've waited until the pandemic was over to do a virtual con, but yeah. I will be doing it's called Galaxy Con. Galaxy Con. And yeah, it's going to be a Nickelodeon panel nice. with me. Okay. My Danny Tamborelli. Sure. Lil Pete. <laughs> my Michael Morona, Bigger Pete. Right. And Stephen Kramer Glickman from, people know him from Big Time Rush. He's on oh, all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually worked with him on this little, 
It was for Loot Crate. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Loot Crate. The box subscription service. Exactly. The nerdy box subscription service. Yeah. Um, And so he was the writer, I think. And it was this thing where dinosaurs were killing everybody. (laughs) It was me and Lisa Loeb. (laughs) It was very, I I can't remember it well. And this is when I was, when I was sober, this happened. Exactly. But I was just like fighting a dinosaur and it was really fun. But Sue Glickman was the, um, the writer on that. So it's going to be all of us. Okay. We're going to do like uh, live stream Q and a kind of stuff. And then nice. we're going to do personal video chats and um, autograph sign. Like they have it all worked out. How do you do an autograph signing? You, the, do you the- just sign the same sheet of paper over and over again? <laughs> and then they scan it. <laughs> no, apparently the, the virtual con people have it down to a science. They, wow. we, you know, they send me the stuff and I sign it. We send it back and they send wow. it out. It's, it's very interesting. How cool. It's very, very interesting. It is on August 8th. Okay. At 4 p.m. So that's just a couple of weeks away. And because yeah. it's virtual, that means anyone listening could technically go watch it, right? Oh, yeah. I think you, I mean, go to Galaxy con.com right that's com.com is hard to yeah, say yeah 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 galaxycon.com at uh oh and it's it's sunday august 8th at 4 p.m eastern daylight time uh, okay i have i told you about my friend lyle no my friend lyle is a wonderful person okay and his like one of his main just like bugaboos okay what's it called one of your pet peeves pet peeves yeah is people <laughs> that say Eastern Standard Time when it's Eastern Daylight Time. Oh. EST. People mostly put EST. Sure. Or PST. Right. And one time we were doing a project and we were putting together an invitation and he was like, guys, I just have to clean this up a little bit. It's actually daylight time right now it's oh, no. pdt and um so now this is the funnest thing to do constantly <laughs> is to tease him up you know if we're on calls or something and someone says it wrong i right. go you know it's pdt you motherfucker <laughs> it's just so funny and he's such like a like a like cool mellow guy yeah and then he's like just that one thing triggers just him. that one thing like and he hulks out like major so random, so specific. So, Lyle, if you want to see me on <laughs> Galaxy Con, it's August 8th at 4 p.m. EDT. There you go. See, <sighs> you're going to get easily 10 more viewers because exactly. of that. Well, uh, that's really fun. I can't wait for that to happen. That's going to be It is going to so be fun. Really I know exciting. I'm going to get to, like, as much as I'm not going to get to hug people. Right. You'll it, still be able to talk yeah, to Yeah, we'll them. be having, like, video chats and stuff, and all of that is really swell. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, everyone should keep an eye open for that and go to galaxycon.com. But for now, I think it's time for some questions. <gasps> questions for the podcast? For the podcast. You okay. ready for some questions? Yeah, I'm going to wake up from my sleepiness and try to help somebody. <laughs> yeah, this is a very energetic episode <laughs> as you slowly wake up from your 36 oh, hours of what sleep. What day is it? <laughs> All right. Uh, our first question is from JP. And JP says, hey, LB and Clark. About 10 years ago, I worked with a chronic oversharer with a very messy personal life. Let's call them Strawberry. 
<laughs> I have not kept in, in touch since I left that job, but something recently made me think of Strawberry. So I searched, quote, Strawberry last name, and what do you know? Their social media is public. They post a lot, and their life is even messier now than when we work together. So about once a week, I check in on the Strawberry Show and see what's new. Do I have any moral obligation to reach out to Strawberry like, hey, it's been a while, XYZ made me think of you, or can I just keep creeping on their public posts as entertainment? This message is also a reminder to check your privacy settings regularly <laughs> so you don't become Strawberry to some rando from your past. <laughs> Hugs, JP. Hugs? Hugs, JP. Hey, JP. <laughs> Strawberry last name, <laughs> strawberry last name. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like strawberry last name. Uh, you can just feel free to creep on strawberry last yeah. name's page. Are you kidding me? Yeah, don't get involved with that. No way. If you feel badly, stop looking. Yeah. <laughs> but, exactly. you know. It's, you know, and, and it's not shocking that an overshare with a messy life has a public profile. <laughs> I think true. that uh, applies to me and I have a public profile. <laughs> I hope it's not me. Yeah, oh, maybe. JP, are you watching? <laughs> yeah. Strawberry B, last name. <laughs> no, enjoy the show. Yeah. I mean, if this person's doing something that, you're, you know... She's like, I met a prince in Nigeria and I just have to give him my social security <laughs> number. You could step in and say a strawberry. Well, you could. I don't recommend you do, but yeah. you could. Well, you know, if I see someone in trouble, I might have to help. But it just sounds like the strawberry show is pretty fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Are Do you have LB? Do uh -huh. you have people from your past that you go back and kind of just watch from afar and shake your head. I do. I but do. I feel like everyone has a couple of those people. Yeah, right? absolutely. And there's uh, uh yes, I'm thinking of someone specific. I'm I, not going to get into it. I'm thinking of someone specific that you worked with, with my wife. Oh, no, all of those people were a mess. Oh, no, no, all of them. But there was one in particular that was kind of fun to watch from afar. Oh, yeah. But every time you got involved a little closer, it would just put you in the middle of the drama. Yeah, it's it's important to stay out of yeah, the drama. That's yes. the thing. You yes. gotta get, stay out of the drama as much as possible. And I just have that thing where it's like, can they tell I looked at their page? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, I, I, can they? No, no, no. Okay. I'll, I'll some uh, social media sites like I think on LinkedIn you're notified if somebody looks at your yeah, page yeah they do tell me that but you never get any notifications like that on Facebook yeah. or Instagram or anything like, oh so. no I stopped on that video they're gonna know it was me exactly yeah that's never gonna happen yeah so feel free to voyeur away oh my goodness because sometimes it's fun to watch but good lord if you get involved it's the worst thing possible yeah strawberry is your entertainment <laughs> not your concern JP you're in the clear <laughs> and if they're an overshare, they're just happy someone's listening. Yeah, exactly. That's part. I mean, clearly they're that's what they're looking for. Yes. Right. 
I agree. I think Clark and I are, are in consensus here. <laughs> so, yeah, hopefully uh, that helps, JP. Uh, let's move on to our second question of the day. Our second question uh, is from a name I think you'll really appreciate. What? Uh, this is from Jimbo Jones. <gasps> the Jimbo Jones? I don't know if it's the Jimbo Aww. Jones, but it's a Jimbo Jones. Okay. Uh, and they say, hey, Clark and LB. My mother-in-law is making my life unnecessarily difficult. Shocker, I know. She lives with my wife and I, but the two of them don't get along very well. My wife has been working from home throughout the pandemic, so on top of her usual workday stress, she now is the added stress of dealing with her mother 24 hours a day. By the time I get home from work, I often have to deal with whatever drama her mom has created that day and manage her stress. We've been trying to conceive for the past couple of years, and I feel like the combined stress of her job and dealing with her mom, who I equate to dealing with a preteen daughter, is making it damn near impossible. Not only does the constant stress likely affect her hormonally, but it goes without saying that she's not exactly in the mood after being constantly irritated and emotionally exhausted. In the words of the great attorney, Lionel Hutz, kids, help, <laughs> Jimbo. P.S. I love the show and it definitely helps me get through the day. Ooh, thanks, Jimbo. Yeah, it's Jimbo. Um, for anybody who's not up on awesome shit, Jimbo Jones is one of the names of a Simpsons character. He's yeah. one of the three main bullies. Yes. Um, Jimbo's first name is Corky. Oh, yeah. Let's find out a little bit about Jimbo Jones. <laughs> That's all. all That's I know. all you know? I'm sure I know a lot more. I was going to but... say, there's got to be tons of info. Yeah. But his first name is Corky. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah, this whole thing sucks. Wow, right? There's nothing worse than going home to a shitty fucking family bullshit yeah. situation. I mean, there's nothing worse than like dreading going home anyway. Yeah. Had a bad roommate. It's like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. You know? Exactly. And like the, the anxiety of being there and just whatever. But I'm wondering why your mother-in-law lives with you if she and your wife hate each other. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, I mean, there's a lot of reasons that could have happened. Sure. Money, illness, who knows sure, what. Sure, but, sure. um Yeah. I I kind of want to come over and do some some personal uh what's it called? Uh, you want to intervene with the yes, the mom? Want to have an intervention? <laughs> no, what's the thing called where you try to help? Oh my god! Uh, Is everyone? Ah, uh, god damn it! Yeah, I don't know what it is. Um. Resolu conflict resolution. Oh, there you go. Okay. okay. I want to thank everyone for sitting through the last 30 seconds of this <laughs> podcast so I could get to conflict resolution. Um, yeah, Jimbo, you got to talk to your wife. Yeah. Um, because it sounds like it's a bad deal for her and whatever yeah. obligation is going on, you know, there's that. But, ugh. Ugh. Yeah, this is this is rough. I, I mean, maybe uh, the, the the easy answer if you're rich is to just <laughs> buy a bigger house, right? Yeah. You get a bigger place where she, mom can be on the east wing and you can stay most of the day <laughs> yes. on the west wing. And you stay by Bell's Library. <laughs> In you're the wing of the house, you're not allowed in. Uh, but other than that, 
like how do you fix this problem? Well, this you is a hard one. You fix it. You 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 don't go to fix it. You go to try to. Yeah, I mean, fix it is have the mother-in-law move out. Yeah, but right. Why she's there in the first place? Like, we don't. Exactly. I don't have a lot of the information for this question. Exactly. But the first move, definitely, Jimbo. <laughs> Jimbo, if that is your real name, <laughs> which it is not, is to sit down with your wife and say, "We need to have some priorities." Yeah. And your mother is a priority. Yeah, 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 yeah. But at what point is your life taking complete backseat? To that. Yes. You know, yes. you, you want to have a kid. We're working on that. We're yes. working on conceiving. You know, is this and, and you're the husband sitting there going, like, I come home and my whole life is just trying to patch up things right. and living in stress. Exactly. And drama stress and, and anger, anger, drama, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is it uh gonna be suspicious if the mother-in-law dies? <laughs> Quite abruptly, Jimbo. I'm just talking to Jimbo now. Everybody else, everybody else, turn down your podcast volume. Yeah, I mean, the, all you can do really is talk to your wife and yeah. see what's what. Well, also, I do say that you know this is kind of one of those unique opportunities where you get to do a turnaround on a parent, right? Now the parent is living under your roof, Ooh. right? So I feel like maybe this is a moment for Jimbo and his wife. Like you said, it can't just be Jimbo, but if Jimbo gets together with his wife, they should start establishing some guidelines and rules of the house. Yeah. Right. Maybe just by setting down a couple of rules, they establish, you know, oh, they maybe later in the day they get some free time where they, you know, don't talk to each other or some kind of resolution that could help at least a little bit in the short term mm -hmm. to keep them from constantly seeing each other or arguing with each other, right? Or I'm going to go with one of Clark's favorite go-tos. Yes. To guilt the parent back. Oh, because what I'm thinking now is yeah. Jimbo invites mom out to lunch. There you go. And says, it's hurting me to see how upset my oh, wife is. What brilliance. My wife and I want to have a baby. We want to give you a grandchild. Yes. But the anger. Oh, so and genius. And all this, you know. The house isn't a, you know, just a bastion of love for us to do that. Right. So, oh, I love that. Yeah, that would be interesting. That I would kind of want to be at that lunch, too. Yeah, that. but you'd have to be kind of be a little bit of a, a psychological uh, uh, manipulator. Like, <laughs> you'd really have to put on a show for mom yeah. to be, you know, so upset. But, you know, not wanting to kick her out. But, yeah. Oh, I just wish I had the time to make you a grandchild. Yeah, exactly. You know? Oh, my goodness. That's so that bad. might be fun, too. Yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I like that. Uh, Jimbo, I hope that helps. Uh, clearly, if you if you need more uh, options, write us again. We'll give you come up with some more options. Yeah. <laughs> but for right now, you should try one of those. Jimbo, you should sick your mom on your mother-in-law. Oh, even better. There and you then go. Whoever wins gets to live at your house. <laughs> it's like, uh, and I was just picturing like 
Granny's hot oil wrestling. Right, exactly. That was what was in my head. <laughs> so I think we should probably move on to the next question. Because <laughs> right, I good. feel dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward no-nonsense delivery you can find dna id on any podcast platform episodes come out weekly on mondays all right uh let's move on to question number three and this is from rachel and rachel actually has a a fairly short question but uh we'll see what we do uh rachel says what do i do when i turn 26 next year and get kicked off my parents health insurance oh yeah well you start now yeah getting your uh affairs in order getting your affairs in order because you're going to die <laughs> No, you you sign up. I don't know where you live with, um, you know, there's this great thing called Obamacare. Yeah. Which it was always interesting to me when every, you know, when people who are not in favor of the Obamacare. Right. The Affordable Care Act. Thank you. The Affordable Care Act. And they're, you know, debating it and stuff. And they gave it the evil name Obamacare. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, always like, why? That's like not a good dig. Exactly. It's really not a good dig. Other than the fact that it has his name in it, which is enough to trigger a large amount of people. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like everyone likes Medicare. Yeah, exactly. You know, every- and <laughs> you're using the word care in there. Like if there was something called Hitler care, I'd be kind of interested of like, what? I know. What is Hitler care about? Let me Hitler look into this. What? Maybe I've been wrong this whole time. <laughs> See, but that always like just I was like, why Obamacare so, so nice? And now it's like been reclaimed. Now it's just called Obamacare. Yeah, exactly. And I have it. Yeah. That's how I have uh, car insurance, health insurance. <laughs> My car's earache was a mess. But Obamacare to the rescue. Um. I'm sure that you will qualify yeah. for health insurance. Yep, yep, yep. I don't know how much it will cost. I don't know where you are. Who's this from? Uh, this is from Rachel. Rachel, I don't know where you live or who you are. Well, I know you're 26. Yeah. So go and get these benefits. Yeah. Look into, you know, from your state, county, city, wherever you are, start looking into those benefits because they are there for you. They are there for everyone. And that's kind of the whole dream of this whole thing. Yes. So you do not have to be left out in the cold. I had no health insurance for many years. Yeah. So I have a horrible story. Okay. uh, I don't know if I want to hear this one. It's about a time in my life yeah. where I did not have health insurance. Okay. It was after I stopped working enough and didn't have my, you know, actor's union insurance. Right. And before Obamacare. Right. So I have been plagued my whole life with ear infections. Ear infection, uh, ear infection. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is so ironic since you were in love with the ear of corn. I was. I needed <laughs> one good ear in my life. <laughs> 
So this one time I had a particularly bad one. Okay. I went to urgent care. I didn't have a doctor. Right. I went to urgent care. Like an emergency room. Yeah, exactly. And it cost, you know, $75 to $200 for the visit, whatever. Sure, sure. So I went there and the doctor prescribed me, well, he looked at my ear and was like, that's awful. Oh, no. So he gave me some antibiotics and some drops. Okay. And I went to go... Um, fill the prescriptions right, and the, the drops were a hundred dollars and I could oh, not afford them. Oh God. I could not afford them. And I had this moment where I, I mean, yes, I was in pain and all this kind of stuff, but I thought, what if it was my kid and I yeah. couldn't afford this medicine? Yeah. You know? And so I took the drops. I, I didn't get the drops. And I took the, you know, ant- antidepressants, oh. antibiotics. Oop, Freudian slip. <laughs> um, and then my ear did not get better. I ended oh. up going to the emergency room. And the swelling wow. had gone down enough that the new doctor could see that I had a perforated eardrum. Oh, my God. Yeah, like this shit was fucked up. And they prescribed me the same drops. drops. And yeah. what, so what do you do? What do you tell the doctor at that point? I said to the nurse, uh, can we order these from the pharmacy here? Yeah. So it's part of my bill. Yeah. Because I knew from the emergency room, I had no money. Sure. That I could, and I had done it before, written a letter, like a hardship letter, and s- filled out this information saying, I can't pay. Yeah. Can you reduce it? Whatever. Yeah. But I knew that I still couldn't go get these drops. Oh. So I explained her, and she goes, okay, yeah, I get it. So she ordered them from the pharmacy at the hospital. Wow. They worked and fixed my ear. But and and by that point, I had spent a month's rent. Oh, you know, God between the urgent damn. care, between the other stuff. Yeah, you know, at the urgent care, they gave me a shot of of antibiotics as well. Okay, in my that's butt. Money. I just pointed to my butt, everybody. <laughs> you know, and this was the situation. Wow, and that was just this awful thing where it's like, I don't have insurance. I've already spent a month's rent trying. I was in such bad pain. Yeah. And, you know, I ended up getting, you know, having to go through all these hoops and stuff just to get well. Now, I don't have to do that. Yeah. Because I have the dreaded Obamacare. (laughs) So, Rachel, go see what's available to you. Yeah. And start looking now. Yeah, absolutely. Start looking now because it's all available. But I feel like it only comes up. Two or three times a year. Is that right? That you're able to enroll or can you enroll at any point? I don't know. Rachel, it's up to you. Yeah. Or you need to do a little digging. That you Find maybe you out can get it now. and write us back. <laughs> She's like, with my last breath, I'm writing you back. I, I have to say, uh, I have broken so many bones in my life. Yeah, you have. I've broken leg bones, arm bones, head bones. I broke my skull. I cannot tell you. How many times did you break your skull? Three times. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I cannot tell you how much more agonizing my pain was when I had an ear infection than when I broke my bones. Yeah, right. It is excruciatingly painful. It's the worst. Oh, that makes me. That's like I have shivers down my spine. Feeling like how horrible was that to to not get that? How many days did you go without that medicine in your ear? More than a week. Oh, I just remember a friend had come over to my apartment and I was just lying in the bed. Like I can't go on. It really 
was just this stinging, constant, overwhelming pain. Seriously, I have not had ear infections since I was a kid, but I remember being a kid literally moaning in bed. I, I was in so much pain. Yeah. God, that's horrible. Well, at least this was really funny. Yeah, no, hey. <laughs> no, pain, it's serious. Pain is funny. Rachel, get yourself covered. Yes. There is, there, it's out there for yes. you. Yes. And um, go go get it, girl. Yeah, absolutely. That is great advice. Um, Let's move on, though, and we're going to go to our rotating segment of the week, which is going to be a fun one. This is LB Waste Your Life. And now, another rousing segment of LB Helps You Waste Your Life. Right. All right. Well, listeners, Clark is going to help you waste your life today. <sighs> yes. Because while I am extremely interested in the subject matter, <laughs> he is the one that rabbit holes down this on yes. the internets constantly. Yes, yes, yes. So tell us how we're wasting our life today, Clark. Okay. Well, uh, as the our listeners probably know, if you listen to us a lot, we both, LB and I both, are huge fans of Disneyland. Yep. We love going to Disneyland. We love visiting, just sitting around and people watching. It's just the best. So uh, I always like watching, uh, you know, some of the YouTubers that do some of the new Disney stuff. You know, I've been watching a bunch of people talking about the new Avengers campus Ooh. at uh, California Adventure. That's all. It's basically just Marvel land. And there's just Marvel characters everywhere. So that's been kind of fun. But I am, I am. Clark has informed me that once I get through Star Wars chronologically, I'm going through Marvel chronologically. Yeah, that's coming up next. So I'll have to I'll oh. have to do that before I get to. And once you're done with Star Wars, I do also think that we should go to Disneyland and you should go to the Star Wars land. <gasps> yes, sir. Right. God, it's going to be right. amazing. I can't wait. Anyway, uh, so today is actually somebody that does a lot of Disneyland videos, but he does other videos as well. Uh, the YouTube channel is called Defunct Land. Defunct <laughs> Land. And basically, it's a guy that does these little documentaries. Some of them are 10, 15 minutes. Some of them are hour and a half long, depending on the, the topic. But he does these deep dives into very specific topics. So he talks about specifically the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea uh, version of the submarines. Yes. He talks about the Buzz Lightyear ride, like specific rides that have changed, that have you know evolved over the years. He does this deep history of them. So it's kind of like this time capsule of what was. Yeah, exactly. And there's amazing stuff. There's different fairs and attractions that took place in the 20s and 30s that Walt went to that he then inspired him to make Disneyland. Really interesting yeah, thing. Yeah, this guy is taking the time. Yeah, and does his research. Yep. Holy moly. And he does a lot of Nickelodeon stuff too. Oh. So if you're a big Nickelodeon fan, he has some behind the scenes Nickelodeon stuff. But the one video that I really, I have to talk about because it's my favorite, because it's amazing. And I even <laughs> bought, like I, I paid money to this guy to get a <laughs> shirt because this was so amazing he has an hour and a half long documentary about halix halix do you know what halix is well i do because well, you told yeah, me I, before I a little. but halix is amazing so i'm going to give you a quick version of the history okay so there was an amazing record that came out in the 70s called Mickey Mouse Disco. Okay. I have it. It's it's a part. I have this record. 
And it was the hugest of huge successes. And it's literally Mickey Mouse and the Don and Donald Duck and the whole gang doing disco songs, right? <laughs> so it's really lame, but it sold millions. And all of a sudden, Walt Disney Records was like overloaded with money one summer oh. because they were selling all of these records. So they decided that they wanted to put together a band. Like they made fake songs for the dis the dis the disco mickey album yeah let's make a whole band out of nothing and create it like the monkeys almost you know okay. and so they started putting together ideas and what they came up with was <laughs> let's basically merge kiss which is the guys that are in their big makeup and yeah. costumes and fancy shows with Star Wars. <laughs> so not just regular star people, they're going to be specific like Wookiee type characters and <laughs> aliens around every corner and all this stuff. So they did it. They went out and they hired musicians oh. that were willing to put on crazy amounts of makeup and play <laughs> in crazy costumes. And they gave them a, an outdoor stage that's basically where Captain EO is now. Okay. So before Captain EO was there, there was an open auditorium stage and they had that stage for one whole summer. And that summer in the 80s, they just went crazy. People were going, coming from miles around to come and see Halix. <laughs> the band Halix was created just for Disneyland. And then the rest of the story is fun, too. But, man, it is so crazy. Well, people need to look this up. Yeah. Because when you say that they merged Star Wars, like, Disney didn't own Star no, Wars No, no, the no. They, they didn't own so Star Wars. So it's quote-unquote Star Wars. Like, there's this big Chewbacca-type character. <laughs> exactly. But it's actually a raccoon. You're right. He's kind of white with look black eyes. Yeah, yeah it's, exactly. It's the kind of crazy shit that, big Coke-fueled boardrooms came yes! up with in the 80s. Yes! And, and it's it is, probably, it's just amazing. It is amazingly cool. And the, the only sad part about the story is that it was a female lead singer, and unfortunately, she's passed on oh, since no. then. But I, it was so fun because in the documentary that Defunct Land did, he actually found the surviving members of Halix and <laughs> interviews them. That's such a strange quote. The surviving members of Halix. <laughs> there was one of the guys in Halix was, uh, you know, they called him a percussionist because they gave him some conga drums or okay. something. But for the most part, he was just in this frog costume <laughs> and he danced around and hopped around and did gymnastics on the stage to try and annoy the guitar player who was the Wookiee. Yeah. And he had like a, a rope that he could he was a climb up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it is amazing. And more people need to know about yeah, Halix. It's bonkers. And who made the poster for oh, it? Oh, and how cool is this? We found out later that Halix had one piece of art done for them by Disneyland they thought, okay, if they're going to be here all summer, we should have a poster to kind of announce that they're here every night. So they commissioned an artist to paint a poster of Halix. And that artist was the father of basically your best friend in high school. Yes. It? So it was our uh, friend, uh, Farrah Alvin, her dad was John Alvin, who was this amazing movie poster uh, artist. He's, he, he illustrated, he made... Every 
movie poster that has a place in your heart. Yeah, like exactly. all the Disney shit from the nineties. Yeah. E. T. with the fingers touching. That's Farrah's hand. It's yeah. modeled on Farrah's hand. The yeah. kids <laughs> the E.T.'s finger. Farrah has some <laughs> some skin issues. <laughs> Uh, so you could also look up John Alvin. Yeah, I like to collect. Great. I like to collect the posters where he painted his own hand. Yes, I have like Inner Space, which is just like a close up of his hand. Oh, and the holding the Aladdin. Yeah, the uh, whole the Aladdin the lamp. lamp. Those oh, are his hands. Amazing. Yeah. It's... So they hired our friend John Alvin to paint the Halix poster. It's fair. The whole so thing is amazing. such a mess. You guys have to click on what's the. The, the, the website YouTube, of the defunct. The YouTube is called Defunct Land. Yeah, Defunct Land. It's really cool and it's, shit. It's Halix is H A L Y X. Exactly. And I, the, I literally, I bought a Halix shirt. That's yes. how much I fell in love with Halix watching <laughs> this documentary. Is that I literally own a Halix shirt now. Oh, uh, all right, check so, it out. If you have not wasted your life, here is an opportunity. Please, you can waste a nice hour and a half with just this <laughs> one video, but. Uh, let's move on from there. We do have one last question for today. Okay. And it is from Mary. Mary. And Mary says, hey my name is Mary. I'm just a baby, 24 years old, and I am loving your guys' podcast and loved watching all that when I was a wee infant. Oh. For a good chunk of my waking life, almost 10 years now, I've had a special person in my life. She does not live remotely close to me, and it has been my goal for a while now to do my darndest to meet up with her in person one day when I can, financially speaking, make it. Can't say I'm doing a great job at that, though, but I'll still give myself credit for trying. The issue is she has a history of having the worst depression, leading to suicidal thoughts and tendencies. For a while, she's been good at getting the help she needs when needed and keeping up with being content with life. I couldn't be more proud of her journey, honestly. But lately, especially because of COVID and all of the other wonderful things happening in the world, she's had a really difficult time getting the help she needs because of overly packed appointments, causing her to wait for a majorly long time for her own, like months of waiting. She's mentioned it a while back now that the, the depression was kicking her ass and she was starting to think suicidal thoughts again. I'm a bit worried that time is ticking short in a way, but hopefully I'm just being paranoid. She's been quiet for a bit and when I message her, I don't get much of a response back. I, I don't message her a lot in worries of being a burden, but I am not sure what to do to help. She can't afford a lot and is on disability. What you got for me? Love ya. Mary from Yeehaw, Tennessee. Mary from Yeehaw, Tennessee. That's Jeez, right. Mary. Yeah. There's a few things that jump out at me. Okay. You say you're 24 and this person has been in your life for a decade, yeah. which means you met when you were 14. Yeah. It's unclear to me, but it's it sounds as though you've never actually met. That's what it really does sound like. It yeah. sounds like this is not a person you have ever met in person yeah. and you want to, and that's great. But how much of a picture of this person's life do you really have? Yeah, it's a good question. If she, I mean, do you know anything about her? If so, you know, does she have other people in her life yeah. that can help? Yeah. Because 
this can't be on you. Yeah, especially from so far away. From so far away, you know, you've been in this, I don't know if you're calling it a relationship, if it's a friendship. You said it's a special someone in your life. Right. Which, you know, leads me to believe that it's romantic. Um, But since you were 14 years old, this is kind of, you know, crazy how young you were. And I don't know how old this other person is. True. Very true. But, um... You know, I would hope that you I I totally get what you mean about not wanting to be a burden on someone. Yes. But if you feel this strongly, you need to lay out what you think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not a hey, how's it going? It's I'm really worried about you. Right. What have you done today? Check in with me. Right. You know, and, and it it doesn't even seem like you're talking on the phone. That This is a very weird, amorphous, long distance, I don't know what. Yeah. So just know that it's not your responsibility, Mary, to make sure that this person is okay all the time. You right. can't do that from where you are. That's right. And... If you have friends in common, if, you know, there's Facebook or there's whatever, if you have friends in common, you could reach out to them and say, I'm worried about this person. Sure, sure. But let's call them Blueberry last name. Yes, Blueberry last name. (laughs) So if I don't want to make fun of Blueberry last name since she might be suicidal. Yeah, I know. So let's go with uh, this person. All right. Um, So. You can't take this on yourself. Right. But if you care, which obviously you do, you need to seek someone else out that has an avenue to this person. Yeah. Because you're not a doctor. You're not a psychologist from what you've said. (laughs) If you are, you're 24 and that's obnoxious to me that you've attained so much in your life. Pulling a full Doogie Howser. Yeah, right. But um, yeah, if there are friends in common, but at the very at the very least to really write a an honest to the point message email whatever it is yeah saying i'm worried about you yeah yeah absolutely being blunt yeah you there's there's no need to dance around the subject here no if there's not she's depressed and needs help and you feel like you'd like to be that help you need to be blunt about it. Yeah. You got to be fully because here's the problem. I feel like if there's somebody out there and they're having bouts of depression and have suicidal thoughts, you know, there's a very good chance that somebody that wants to talk to them every day might be annoying them. But there's also a very good chance that somebody that wants to talk to them every day might be saving them. Yeah. And it all it takes is for you to be honest with her and to say, look, I care about you. I do not want to see you upset or or feel or in a place that you can't help yourself. If you need somebody to talk to, call me. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you every day and you can tell me anything you want and I won't say anything you'd like or I can give you my advice or whatever you want to say. You could just be a soundboard for her. Yeah. It's the connection that's important. Exactly. It's really that important kind of touchstone that when you're in a deep depression, as I have been, yeah, you know, that it it, it is an effort. Sometimes you're like, yeah. I just can't talk to anybody. Yeah. But that doesn't mean 
you know, in that state, I was still glad to get the messages. It's like this connection to the world outside my dark depression. Yes. And I feel like it's a it's a win win situation for you, too, because let's say you are the kind of annoying person that she doesn't want to talk to every day. <laughs> She's going to appreciate that you're asking her and not just doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you're saying, hey, would you mind if we just talked like every night for a few minutes just to kind of chit chat? And yeah, if she, if she doesn't want to do it, she will tell you. And she's not. I can't imagine she would get upset at you for asking. Yeah. That's not something that people would normally get upset at someone for. So you win that way. But you also win if she does need the help and she does want to have somebody to talk to yeah. every day. So no matter what she says, I feel like being like LB said, being upfront, being bold, being blunt and just talking to her is such a great solution here. Yeah. And and trying to find someone that you have in common yes. or someone else to reach out. Yes, to. because that that also is very helpful when you have multiple voices coming at you saying, hey, if you need any help, if you need some, you know, extra yeah. time. I can give you some time. And somebody like that might be closer. Yeah. Might be there to be able to be like, oh, I drove by and knocked on the door. Right. Or and she answered. Or at the very least, telephone. That person yeah. might know some person that might, you know, be closer to them or able to drive by or give them a knock on the door, whatever it is. Yeah. <sighs> but it's not yours to take on, Mary. Yeah. It's not yours to take on. It's by sweet yourself. of you to want to try. Well, yeah. And that's commendable. Yeah. But trying is, you know, all the other things that we suggested is trying as well. Yes. Yes. You know, so try to get through to her, get through to someone who's nearer to her. Yeah. And just know. And just, and don't, don't get offended if she doesn't need, doesn't want your, your help quote yeah. unquote, or she doesn't want to call every day because, you know, she's not saying that because she doesn't like you. She's saying that because it's hard and she needs a specific form of help. Yeah. You know, and you're you can't offer her that kind of help sometimes. So, yeah. Uh, good luck, babe. Yeah, that is a little rough, but, you know, hopefully you can still help out. And I love friends. Friends are the best. So right? you being a good friend is never the wrong answer. I agree. Right. Well, hopefully that helps, Mary. But <laughs> uh, for everything else, that was about it. That was our final question of the day. That was our final question of the day. It was. Let's take us out with a little bit of Halix. <laughs> oh, come on. That would be amazing. All right. If <laughs> that our, would be expensive. If, no, they, <laughs> Disney doesn't own their stuff anymore. Come on. Nobody owns Halix. Um, anyway. Was that their motto? Nobody no. owns Halix. <laughs> Halix. Nobody puts Halix in the corner. <laughs> if you guys have a question out there or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at AskLoriBeth.com. You can follow us at all the socials at AskLoriBeth, or you can just leave us a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LB Denberg on Instagram, at Lori Beth Denberg on Twitter, and 
on the Lori Beth Denberg fan page on Facebook. Yeah. And you can uh, book me for a personalized video. That's true. I've been having such a good time doing these. Just really? all kinds of like happy birthdays. And like I said a while ago, I did a bunch of Father's Day ones. They're nice. just, they're really, really fun. Oh, that's great. They're really, really fun. So you can book me for a personalized video for a loved one. Nice. At cameo.com slash Lori Beth. And I think I'm going to go back to bed now. So I'll see you all on Friday. Sounds good. All right. We'll see you. (laughs) Good night. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, everybody. We love you. Bye. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening. Seltzer Kings Podcasts.